brave of you to volunteer, right? Amen. Praise God. Last week, what did we learn? Talk, talk into the mic. The different types of love. Different types of love. Okay, audience, is he correct on the count of three? Yes or no? One, two, three. You guys are lost. I'll explain what we talked about last week. I preached it. Okay, the different types of loves, in a way he's correct, but just going back in general quickly, the love of the Father. Amen? And, And the love of Jesus Christ, love in action what that meant, and us staying, saying, Jesus, I never want to let you go, and re-sparking that love, you know, that when God came into you the first time, like, you must like, oh, my gosh, it was like crying, you guys were like burgers hanging out, it's like, Jesus, I love you, and it really happened, because I know that happened for me, am I telling on myself? I guess I am, anyways, sparking that up again, because when you come to church, and it just goes through the motions, just saying, Jesus, I love you, okay, cool. It never means something. So we want to spark it up. It's that crazy love. It still has its fire, but we've lost that fire. Amen? It takes two to make a relationship. Get that. Okay? So before we get started into the message and we get to the skit, you guys had some wonderful, beautiful questions about relationships that your small group leaders asked last week's breakout. And I'm not going to answer every single one of them here, but I plan on doing answer a few. Next week I'll answer a few. And the week after that, hopefully I'll get to every single one. There were some redundant ones, so you might see yours just summed up in one. And um, <laughs> there were some funny ones, uh, too, so uh, we're going to keep on going. Is it okay to have a relationship with a person when you don't have a relationship with God? Ooh, everybody go, ooh. See, that, that is a very good question, okay? Is it okay to have a relationship with the person when you don't have a relationship with God? Okay, just for the person who may be asking, and if you're wondering to yourself, Guys, you're in a church. I don't know if you realize that. You're, you're in a church, you're in a youth group, and the whole purpose of, of us meeting here is to glorify God, to get to know God better. So let me answer that. Is it okay to be in a relationship with someone if you don't have a relationship with God? No. Okay? Because, one, if you don't have a relationship with God, I mean, I mean everything's not going to make sense. When a person, you don't have a relationship with God. Here's my, my advice for you. Get to know God as best as you can, passionately, like he's everything, like you wake up in the morning, you talk with him, when you go to bed at night, you spend time and pray, that when you live your life, people see, man, you know what, that reflects that he knows Jesus Christ, that's the purpose, amen, amen, let's keep on going, what is a healthy relationship, these are some of the questions that maybe you are considering it, you want to be, or you're in a relationship right now, what is a healthy relationship, well, first things first, God made man and woman, so it's between man and a woman, okay? And, and the Bible ordained it between man and a woman in marriage. So right off the bat, that knocks out a lot of things like, okay, well, well what can I do if I'm in a relationship? And is it healthy because we do this? We do a lot of kissing. Everybody go, ew, ew. Everybody was quiet, just like, yes. No, 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 okay. Here's a healthy relationship. When, when you're drawing closer with God, that's that's first thing first. Remember we talked about it. Draw closer to God. A healthy relationship is is treating the person right. Now here's the thing: if you don't have a healthy relationship with God, how can you possibly have a healthy relationship with another person? And I say this to all my ladies because ladies, you guys are always having questions, so I got to preach to the ladies. Can I get an amen? Praise God. Okay, ladies, how about this? If a man can't stay faithful to God, what makes you think he's going to be faithful to you? I'm just preaching just a little bit. So here's the thing. A healthy relationship, let's put God in perspective and put everything. So if I don't have that with God, how can I bound to have anything that's going to bear fruit or the, anything that's not going to be troublesome? And I'll share a testimony about myself a little further on as we get into the message. Where can I meet Christian singles? I'm glad you asked. The church. Done. That's it. Don't go looking for them. ChristianSingles.com. Go looking it up. If I go on there and I find some of you guys' profile, hi, my name is Steven. I'm 16 years old. I like to play drums and wear an Elmo hat, if that is Elmo. Okay, anyways, you know, guys, th- think about it, okay? We want, to, we want to glorify God. We want to do it the right way, and this is what we're talking about, okay? Because I know it's in your mind that you want to be with somebody, that special somebody, and you guys may have an eye on somebody in this place. I've been watching you guys. I've been watching you guys. Uh-oh, come on. Oh, oh, oh. Don't be looking around and be like, 
since the beginning of this message, someone's been like trying to get somebody's attention. Where can I meet Christian singles in the church? That's the best place, most ideal place you can find them, okay? But if it's their first time at church, don't be fooled, okay? Be like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I know you. You smell fresh, okay? We none of that fresh stuff in this place. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Dating like a Christian. So before I get into the message, okay, because it's a good one, guys. We, we got a lot. As a matter of fact, can someone come up and bring me a date like a Christian book up here? Woop, woop. Give it up for Cynthia as she comes on up. Praise God. Praise God. Okay. So as the skit team gets ready, I want to make you guys aware of a book that we've been having back there for some time now, some good reading material, okay? If you ever go traveling or if you ever, you know, want to get in a relationship, you want to do it right, we have a book, and it's by Pastor Joe. Joe wrote it, you know, Date Like a Christian, Seven Steps to a Godly Marriage, okay? And, and I encourage you because today's message comes straight from here. It comes straight from here. And if you guys want to figure out what the Bible says about it, you know, after I'm done preaching here, you guys are free to go up there and purchase a book. Just have it. It's going to be one of those things as you look on, preaching with a man, there are some good tips in here. Amen. And all my fellas say amen. And all my ladies said amen. Praise God. Okay. So I want you guys to make you aware of this. We have this in the end. So if you guys want to buy one, purchase one, go ahead. It's going to be in the back. If my skit team is ready, go ahead and holler like a madman. Or mad woman, that's gonna work as well. So, so give it up for the skit team as they come on up. Amen. Come on. Give it up for the skit team, guys. <laughs> Clap. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Take it away, skit team.
Come on, give it up for the skit team. Give it up for the skit team. Praise the Lord. That was just madness up here. Like, I give them control to do whatever they want. I mean, I have little say in it. But it was just, that was cool, I guess. I guess. What was Nathaniel doing at the end? It's just like, like, you just be quiet. Just sat down. I love it. I love it. We're random in this place. Everybody say random. That's what we like. We love it. You never know what to expect. Amen? Amen. So dating like a Christian. Whoever thought that I would stand up here and teach you guys how to date? I mean, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm just, you know, I am cool. You know what I'm saying? You guys want to learn to date from me? I mean, I guess, right? Come on, somebody. You know I'm cool. All right? But here's the thing, like dating like a Christian. You know, I, I think, you know, if, if we never mention how to do it the right way, you guys are going to know how to do it the wrong way. And that's all you'll be doing. And so here's the thing. I want to share my testimony before I get up there. I, uh, uh, when I came to Metro Praise Elevate, you know, we started off, I was one of the first people, me and Leilani, and we started coming up with um, people inviting our friends. And, you know, I, I mean, there was times when I invited, like, the whole baseball team to come out to the Elevate. And um, I was inviting friends from Lane just left and right. And um, this one girl started coming around. She, she went to Lane. Uh, she was a good friend. Um, she was always around the baseball team. She started coming around the church, and so I saw a lot of her. And one thing led to another, and I told myself, I will never talk to that girl, ever. She's not even my type. And guess what? Five months later, I started talking to this girl, and we both came to Elevate. We were both in the youth group, okay? And at this point in time, Pastor Joe was finishing writing his his um, his 201 book. I mean, he was like on chapter 6. Now there's 12 lessons. He was on chapter 6, and he was getting it done. And, and we had passed the 101, and we were going into the 201, and I was with this girl, and, and I was brought up in a house, in a family, Christian household, where they say, you're going to save yourself for marriage. Or you're going to wait to have sex, you know, when you're in marriage. And they taught me that as a young man, because that's what the Bible teaches. And um, I remember I had it in my heart. You know, all through our high school, I mean, I would kiss with girls, but I never said, you know, that's, that's, that's as far as I'll go. That's it. And um, one thing led to another, and I was with this girl, and I told myself, man, I, l- I love this girl. Like, these feelings inside, every time I was just, wow, like, I genuinely care for this girl. It's like, if something happens to her, I'll be upset. I'm going to find out. If she's sick, I want to take care of her. And I was 17, 18 years old, and I was thinking like that, like like a grown adult, like I was like, I want this girl to be my wife. You may seem, that's a cute love story, and Adam, that, that's fine. So far, it sounds so good. Like, you care for her. You love her. You want to make her your wife. That sounds good. But my intentions were wrong. I'll tell you what. Slowly but surely, my, my relationship with God was being trumped by my relationship with this girl. I found out that I was spending more time calling this girl, texting this girl, just being on the phone late at night, just calling until we fall asleep and the phone would still be on. And just spending time with this girl, it's just like, I love this girl. But all the while, I noticed how go ahead and, and going to church became a burden. Even praying, even praying for my food was just like, I don't want to do it no more. Even carrying my Bible or bringing my Bible to school. Because at times I would do that because we always felt God after an awesome service. The week I want to invite my friends, that slowly decreased. And what happened is I put this girl, and she was an idol in my life, and I noticed that lust was consuming my heart. And I saw this girl not as the girl I wanted to marry, but I want something more. You know how it always starts. It always starts off with holding hands. You're like this. And then you're holding hands, and you grab your hands between your fingers. And then you put your arm around the shoulder. You get a bit, little more comfortable. And one thing leads to another. And one, if you can't stop it there, I'm telling you what happens. I'll tell you what happened for me. I started sleeping around with this girl. And when it happened, it was just like, oh, my gosh. Well, I'm just going to tell her I love her and say I'm going to marry her. So I started justifying my sin. I started saying, it's going to be okay because I'm going to marry you. It's going to be totally fine. You see, God said sex is good. In marriage, I'm going to marry you. So it's not going to be bad once we get married. But all the while, church became a burden. I was upset when in discipleship class because I didn't want to be a leader anymore. I just wanted to come and just participate. Slowly but surely, 
my relationship with God was dying as if it wasn't dead already. And then my heart became cold when she decided to leave because Pastor Joe will come behind the pulpit and he'll stand and he'll just preach. And he'll talk about it's as if he read my diary. I never kept the diary, but you know what I mean? Like he knew exactly what I was doing. It's just like, how does this, it's like he's preaching to me. And he's preaching, he's looking right at me. It's just like, man, who told him? I'm thinking like, who, who told him? But I just felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And if you were to ask Pastor Joe, he had no clue. But God was using him to speak. And got that day, if I, I realize now that there was always God trying to call and say, hey, come back. Hey, the reason why you feel like this is because I'm not with you. Come back. And there was always times at the altar call said, come back, come back. If you want to live pure, you want to live holy, the girlfriend would stay back, so I stay back. I mean, I'll raise my hand not to seem like a hypocrite. But when she was out, slowly but surely, I left. Dating like a Christian, guys. And I'll tell you what, there was a point in time when Pastor Joe had this. I mean, he didn't have the book and all things like this, but he, he had it. And I'm telling you now, save yourself from marriage. If you right now are in a relationship that you know you're not supposed to be in, it's not too late. It's not too, if you're thinking about getting in a relationship you're not supposed to be in, it's not too late. If you ever want to be in a relationship, I'm going to tell you now, date like a Christian. I want to go over this. There's seven steps to this. And in the book, if you pick up a copy, you can find it. And, it's in, and I encourage everyone in this place, before you leave or whenever, get a copy. But here it is. The search, the intro, the taste test. Love versus lust, down for life, the engagement, and the joining. Now, these are all steps, and if you go into the book, you guys can find it. But today, we're going to talk about the search. We're going to talk about the search. And let me, by show of hands, just by, just by a show of hands, who is single in this place? I'm not going to put you on the spot, but if you're single, it's okay to be single. Hey, I'm single. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay? So if you're single, let me look at all my single people in this place. Okay, okay. Put your hands down, all right? Right. If you're in a relationship, go ahead and put your hands nice and high like you proud. Hallelujah. My married couple is nice and proud. My people's over here nice and proud. Okay. Hallelujah. <laughs> then it's like, yeah, I'm in a relationship. I'm married. Praise God. And it's and it's done right. I mean they they love God. They did it right. Amen. In a relationship. The search. Now I saw a lot of people here with their hands up in the air, like, okay, the search. And so what the search means that you're at a place right now where where you're searching. For Mr. Right or Mrs. Right. Okay? And some things you have to know. Looking for the type of person you want to spend the rest of your life with. Okay? Now, that might seem a little bit out there. I'm like, man, I just want to have some fun. But here, if you have these concepts, if you have these principles right now, it'll be hard to fall into sin. It'll be hard to mess up. Okay? The person God wants for you. Hold on a second. God has a say about that, does he not? I mean, if he's, if he's God of your life, if we say we surrender all things unto him, why do you think we would want to disclose this area of our life? They say, God, my life is you, or you're in me, or you know what I mean? But that's, that's something else. I tell you what, when I was back in high school with that relationship, I didn't allow God into my relationship. And it showed by me walking out in the church and, and walking out, most importantly, on God. He or she must be the best. So do not settle for anything less. That rhymes. I love that. On three, everybody's going to say that, okay? One, two, three. He or she must be the best. So do not settle for anything less. No, they did not come out of Dr. Seuss' book. We came, it's in doc, <laughs> Dr. Joe, um, Pastor Joe's book. I'm calling him doctor. He's going to be that one day, amen? So he or she must be the best. Don't settle for anything less. Now, guys, and your mindset, if this is your mind, and ladies, keep an eye out. And ladies, if you're just mindset, I just want to be with a boy so he can love on me. Here's the thing. If your mindset is just to have someone to have a kick, we all know what a kick is by a show of hands. You know what a kick is? Oh, my. Am I, am I that? Oh, Lord, I am only. Okay. Someone who just, a friend with benefits. We understand what that means? So you can come and just start kissing, Right? Like every time, like that's my girlfriend, but you only really it's like my kissing girlfriend. That's all we do. 
It's like that whenever you see that person, nom, nom. okay, I, okay, guys. I was in high school too. Number walking down the hallways, and these people was like throats were like, oh, I'm like, nasty. And it's just like they're proud of it. I'm serious. Okay, if you guys go to high, how many of you guys are in high school? By a show of hands, just raise it up. All my high schoolers, come praise God. You guys will see that stuff. Okay, it's not like oh, but I went to a private school, so when I see this, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> Look, that's gross. And they're just wrong. It's like, and it just became enormous. It's like, dude, that's nasty. Okay? And so, and so look, don't settle for just someone that's going to be a kick or just a friend with benefit. Or ladies, don't settle with someone who's going to tell you you're pretty. The first person that comes around is like, girl, you look good. Oh, he's the one. That's it. He, he, he's the one. That's it. He noticed something about me. Guy, you opening doors. Okay? And then next, the next day, Girl, you're looking pretty. God, I thought I was supposed to marry to one person. What's going on? So, guys, we got to understand right now, it's it's the best, okay? And you want to be sure you want to get hear from God, and you want to spend the rest of your your life with this person. So, when you start thinking like spend the rest of my life, well, I just I don't really want to marry that person. I just like them. Well, then you're not going to want to be in a relationship because uh, a relationship, a man and a woman. The Bible never talked about dating. You guys understand that? You go throughout the Bible, you read from beginning, from Genesis to Revelation. There's no story about dating. None. And so now we're trying to find a way because everybody's such in, in the dating world, so we've got to say, hey, you know what? They're doing it, so we're going to lay, lay some rules found from the Bible. Amen? So let's keep on going. But before you start to date, God wants the man to be a godly man before he dates. God wants the woman to be a godly woman before she dates. That's, that's you find that straight in the Bible. What do, you, what do you need? Like someone pointed out, it says right here, this passage, it says right here. Guys, the Bible talks about no one can see God without holiness. And so why are you going to put yourself in a place where you're not going to live holy before God in a relationship with somebody just lusting after because of their body or because the person tells you something and you like that affection? Receive that affection from God. Amen? Let's keep on going. 2 Corinthians six fourteen through 15 says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? That word Belial is not a name for somebody that was in that time of Corinthians, whatever. That's another name they use for, for the devil. In the Old Testament, they use that for someone who was like a, a crook. Someone who was sneaky, someone who was like, uh, you know, perverse, okay? But in New Testament, it commonly refers to the devil, Satan. What harmony is there between Christ and Satan? Like, the devil and Jesus going along, they're going for the park. Like, you can see him, like, people want to tell me about my best friend. Like, they're skipping, like, throwing stones, you know how it is? That's not what it is. Now, I'll tell you what the relationship of Christ and then the devil have. It says that the, the Jesus Christ crushed his head. Okay? So here it is. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Guys, you want to get in your heart. If, if you want to do things right, you want to please God, and you want a relationship with God, you're not going to go after a person just because of their looks. They go something further than that. This is We're talking about the search now. Attributes of a godly man. So if you have notes, men, take this down. Ladies, take this down. Because men, as you're going along, you want to be this man of God. Ladies, as you're going along, you want to find this man of God. Amen? And all my ladies said amen. Praise the Lord. Attributes of a godly man. Don't settle for nothing less, ladies. Trust me. One, humbly serving God and keeping his commands. Okay, we're talking about a godly man. Well, Adam, that guy, I mean... I mean, he loves me, but he's not serving God or keeping his commands. Give him the boot, girl. Like, send him away quick. Whatever that was, do. I'm really trying up here, guys. So open up your Bibles to 1 Peter 5, 6 through 8. I don't have slides for it, but it's here in the book, so I'll read it for you guys. 1 Peter 5, 6 through 8. I encourage you guys, get a copy of this book. It'll bless your life. And it says this, young men, in the same way, be submissive to those who are older. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Verse 6, humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up 
in due time. Humbly serving God and keeping his commands. I'd hate to be the guy that's against or on the team against God. You feel me? The Bible says that he's against the proud. I don't want to be on that team. I want to be on the team with God because God's winning every single time. Amen? Amen. So you want to find a guy, ladies, that will serve God. That you know what? He says, I love God and I'll put God before you. Because let me tell you something, ladies. If you put God before you, he's doing something right. Because if he doesn't know God, he'll never love you the way you're supposed to be loved. Amen? This is important because unless a man loves and serves God, he will never have a blessed family. So these are principles. These are things you want to look. And as you take these down, put them inside your heart. Because you wouldn't want to mess with no joker, ladies. Or, fellas, you wouldn't want to be some guy that would just treat a girl like she's a piece of dirt. How dare we think that we can go ahead and just go along from the next and next until we feel that we're loved or we're satisfied. Treating women like, like, like they're less or insignificant. Shame on this culture. Shame on this society. Now where we're, we're putting up on TV, MTV, and ladies will give into it. They'll, they'll flash themselves, barely wearing anything, and shaking out some music video just like, that's what I want. And, men, we start to lust after those things. Guard your hearts. Women, don't go and, and expose yourself. Now I'm getting ahead of myself, but let's keep on going. Humbly serving God and keeping his commands. Two, humbly serving older men and helping in the church. 1 Peter 5.5 5 and Titus 2.8. 1 Peter 5.5 5 says this. Young men, in the same way, be submissive. That word being submissive means to get under. Okay? Submit to, like, I'm going to follow someone's lead. To those who are older, all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Titus 2.8 says this. And soundness of speech that cannot be condemned so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us. I'm telling you, when you start serving and, and listening to those who are older because they're wiser, not because they're older and they have gray hair and it's like they're trying to boss you around. You see these? I can tell you. No, no, no. It's because they're wiser. They've been through things, especially here, men of the church, our elders, our deacons, helping in the church so that no one can say anything bad about you. Now, you you're talking about that person? No, he serves in the church. What are you talking about? I'll tell you what, any, any leader in here, if I hear any bad talk about my leaders, I'm always defending them. Because I see them all the time. I'm with them. I know them. Don't you talk bad about my leaders? Uh-uh. Don't you talk bad about my leaders. I'm only leaders smiling. Oh, I love them. Don't you do that because you know what? They're men and women of God that humbly serve in the church. They humbly serve God. They're giving their life for God. Then that's what you want to be. I want to go after God. Serve him first. And in due time, God would bring everything unto you. Amen? This is important because it shows that he can be a servant. If a man cannot be a servant... And he will never be a good leader. You don't want a man that's going to boss you around or just tell you what to do and just feel like a man. But being a servant. The same way Bible says in Philippians 2 that Christ humbled himself, became nothing, became a servant. That's what we want. Come on. Three, self-controlled. 1 Peter 5.8 and Titus 2.6. 1 Peter 5.8 says this. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Titus 2.6 says this. Similarly, I can't even say that word. Similarly, similar, encourage the young man to be self-controlled. That's it. Self-controlled. He is in control of his emotions. He does not masturbate or look at pornography. And he is in control of his anger. And he acts like Jesus. Self-control, I wish that every man in this earth would have that. But the truth is, people, not everybody does have that. And, and when you don't have self-control, it gets really ugly. And, and some, of the, some of the violence you hear about rape, men cannot control it. And you hear some of these stories, and you'll just become sick in your stomach. It's just like, who would do that? Who would do that. I mean, I, I don't want to share some of these stories because of just the, the grotesqueness of it and just what happened to, to young women who, who were just walking home and some men, because they weren't self-controlled, lusting, raped these women and the things that happened. If you don't have self-control, I'm telling you, it's going to end up wrong. 
Well, Adam, I'm not a rapist. Well, I'll tell you what. If you can't control it, for example, no one plans on having children when they're 16, 17. You don't plan on it. You go up and ask any person right now that, that has a child, and we're not making fun of it. We're not putting them down. But if you were to ask them, hey, did you plan on having your baby at this age? Actually, no, we didn't plan on it. Why not? There's no self-control. Self-control, men keep it in check. You might not be raping somebody, but if you're going behind closed doors and you're looking at things you're not supposed to, hello, that's not self-control at all. Well, I'm not hurting anybody. When I'm, that's not at all self-control because that lust is still inside your heart. That sin is still there. Ladies, self-control. Self-control. Well, how does it apply to me? Not going up and, 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 and trying to, again, it evolves for ladies, lusting. Don't, don't think that men only think about now in the church we only put that towards men. Well, ladies, come on. I, hold on a second. It's like we don't de- deal with this. Self-control. Amen? Let's keep on going. An example of a Christian and how he talks in his integrity and his seriousness. I'll read that one more time. I want you guys to get this. An example of a Christian and how he talks and in his integrity and seriousness. Titus 2.7 says this. In everything, set them an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity and seriousness. In everything that you do. He is not a goof off, but rather he is a leader and people respect him. He does not curse or talk dirty. He keeps his word because he does not tell lies or act deceitful. I'll tell you what. If, if you're around somebody, don't be fooled by just the good looks or they talk a good game. Okay? Find out some of these things. Listen to what they're saying. A goof off. Someone who doesn't have a respect. Doesn't take things serious. I'm telling you, there have been times when we had in this service goof offs. Guys who are uh, above worshiping and they're just making fun on their phones. I've been to youth groups. I'm not going to name any names, but I've been to youth groups where you can just tell who the goof-offs are. And they're the ones with the relationship with the girlfriends. It's just like, doesn't make any sense. Does not curse or talk dirty. Sometimes we think we're that much more manly because, you know what, we can curse. I used to, I grew up in a house where if you said dumb, you, you were looking to get a spanking, okay? That's how holy my mom kept his mouth. Okay, you said any thumb, you put that soap in your mouth. And, ugh, I don't know if you guys, who's had soap in their mouth because their parents tried to teach them a lesson, like you will not talk dirty, as if like the dirt was in your mouth. It <laughs> didn't make any sense, but I had that happen to me, okay? Now, now, now watch this. I remember I used to swear just just to uh, to, to look cool. I never swore as a young man how to swear and get in my vocab in the high school. I do not know, but I noticed there was a pattern. Every time I became angry, I started swearing. I wouldn't swear freely, but I noticed that when I became angry, it came out. Whoa. You see that? It develops a, a pattern of sin in your life. Guys, let's, let's get this right. Integrity. Who you are as a man. Are you who you say you are? Christian integrity. Here in the, in the church, we have discipleship. And our leaders, when they stand before you, we don't just allow anybody to come and lay hands on you and preach to you and share the word. There's Christian integrity in this church. And I wish it was in every church, but I know churches do have it. But let me tell you what, these leaders, they're not just some Joe Schmoes who pull off, do you love God? Okay, why don't you pray for these young people? They are men and women of their word. They have integrity. I'm telling you, if there's areas in their life in which they're falling short, in which they need the grace of God to cover, there are people that they have that they're accountable to. So they can pray, I want this out of my life because I want to be the man. I want to be the woman that God has called me to be. Integrity, you want that. It's your word. You know what? I know Chris is a man of God. I know Chris is a man of God because you know what? He loves to serve. You know, he's always here serving God and he reads his word and he worships God. I know he's a man of God. He's a man of integrity. Or, man, I don't even know that person. Like, when he's praying for me, uh, you see, uh, be a man and a woman of integrity. Amen? Let's keep on going. His pastor and leaders have nothing bad to say about him. Well, if you guys want my opinion on your man, hey, Adam, you know, that's happened to me before. Hey, Adam, what do you think about so-and-so? Uh, well, have I ever seen him in the church? That's the thing. They don't go to church. 
uh, you know, I don't even know about her, man. Titus 2.8 says this, And soundness of speech that cannot be condemned so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us. I love that passage because it's talking about people that will come against the Christian body and they want to bring accusation like blah, 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 so-and-so. Hold on a second. You're talking about, no, that's not, you got the wrong one. You got the wrong one. I like this. I heard this, this example. They said if, if Christianity became illegal, okay, and they started locking up people who were Christians, would they have enough evidence to lock you up? Or would it, that person's a Christian? No, 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 no. They don't. They might do that at the at the church or wear the little suit, but over here at work or at school, no, they're not Christians, dude. He's fine. Would they lock you up? Would they take you to trial? Or would it be like, no, he's cool. That person, though, that's a Christian. They bring their Bible all the time. They're always praying for people that arrest him. Or would they say, no, not that person. You got the wrong one. Christian integrity. This is important because if it is not, if he does not have a good reputation in church and with his family, then he is even worse when he is with his friends. And that's so true. I'm not going to um, name names, but I've, I've personally been in situations where I've seen this play out. So that no, no one has anything bad to say about you. You want that. Women, when you're, when you're searching, when you're looking for somebody, they say, you know what? I'm going to trust this person to be in a relationship so I can hang out with and just enjoy fellowship with the Lord. You want to be able to say, hey, you know what? Nothing's bad or said about him that's bad. I mean, and man, you want that too. Like, you don't want a girl that's going from guy to guy like she's a Christian. You know, everybody dated her. Like, oh, yeah, I went out with her. Like, hold on a second. What? Oh, yeah, she was going out with me the other week. I don't, what? Doesn't make sense. Ladies, you don't want to be that girl. Men, you don't want that girl. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's keep on going. Can I get an amen if you guys are getting something? Amen. Come on now. Let's see you guys taking notes. Of <laughs> Jesus, I want this. Let's keep on going. Let's keep on going. Attributes of a godly woman. Attributes of a godly woman. Every lady should strive to be this. Every man should strive to want one of these. One of these. Just a godly woman like their toys. I apologize for my vocab right now. But let's keep on going, guys. A godly woman is full of faith, love, and holiness. And I'll repeat that. And all my ladies, all my godly women in this place say a hallelujah at the end. A godly woman is full of faith, love, and holiness. And all my godly women said hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you guys, if, if you settle for anything less, it's like a trap. Anybody know what quicksand is? You guys ever heard of, like, Indiana Jones? Like, Indiana Jones, he's running like this. And it's like, dude, keep on running. They're going to chase you. And it's just like he's sinking. Like, what's wrong with dude? Dude, they're going to chase you. And they come in and they're just laughing at him. Ha, ha, ha. You're like, what's going on? It's like half his body's gone. It's like quicksand. Guys, I'm telling you, if you find a lady that does not love the Lord and is just all about her own business, it's like quicksand. You don't want to be in it because you're stuck. And it's hard to get out. And it's just nasty. Everybody say nasty. Nasty, okay. Some of you <laughs> nasty, yeah, nasty, okay. First Timothy two fifteen says this. It says, But women will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith, love, and holiness with propriety. That's it. When a woman puts her faith in God, she must show that life is just not about her, but it's about God. She must love like Jesus loved and not be bitter or have an attitude. And she must have a life that is morally pure and holy. Okay, hold on, ladies. We talked about holiness for the men and what they do behind closed doors. That, that applies for you, too. And all my men said, hallelujah. Praise God. I mean, you know, that's not a double standard like, well, you can do that, and I'm going to be over here. No, it has to be the same standard because we're pleasing. We're serving a great God. He doesn't favor somebody else like, oh, I'm just going to do this for you. And no, you have to do this. You have to climb this. Jump over the quicksand. No, it's not like that, guys. It's the same. Amen? Amen. Let's keep on going. This is good stuff. I'm learning myself. I'm taking notes myself. Praise the Lord. Must dress modestly. That's something. I'm going I'm to talk about it today. Modestly is not what society is dressed modestly. Okay, not what you see on TV. Modestly. Guys, 
even when you're driving on billboard. That's modest nowadays. It's just like some of these things, like they're, they're promoting like a shampoo, and someone's like barely naked on that thing, just like, how are you promoting shampoo right now? I don't, I don't get it. Like, why don't you have the shampoo in the hair and just like, that's how you show me. I'm just, but it's just like, that is not shampoo. I don't want that shampoo if it does that. Must dress modestly. First Timothy 2.9. Let, let's see what the scripture has to say about that. I also want women to dress modestly with decency and propriety, with not braided hair or gold or pearls or with expensive clothes. Okay, that does not take that literally. <gasps> no gold. Everybody's throwing their gold at me right now. Like, ah, ah, I'm ducking. It's like, hide. Okay? But what that is saying, look, here, here, the woman that would dress with gold and all these different things, usually you can tell when, when a woman was a, um, an adulterer. You can tell when she was a prostitute because they dress in a certain way with, with, uh, with gold and, and they make themselves look appealing to men. That's what the Bible's talking about. Don't dress like you some kind of scummy, I don't want to say like the bad words, some really like, like some prostitute, you know? Don't, don't dress wrong like that. Don't dress with like skirts that go up to here. And like when you're sitting down, you're going to be like this and you're just... And it's like, hey, you drop something, can you pick that for me? You got to really like tuck it in, you know what I'm saying? Or, or, or man, don't, don't, don't try to show off and make the ladies fall. I mean, I, I know we're on women, but, but my man Adolfo, when he was up here in, in that shirt, we got to buy him a size a little larger because over here, I, I mean, I was looking at my brother, man, my brother, brother whoa. I mean, I, I mean, I'm looking at him, you know what I'm saying? I'm just playing with you. He knows I love him. Well, here it is. They dress modestly. If you see a woman dressed dirty, it is because she wants dirty men to look at her. Okay, but if she dresses nice and modest, then she wants people to see her heart more than the physical features. And ladies, let me tell you what. You, this, you may think that, well, I'm not getting so-and-so's attention. Well, this is how this person likes to see me. Let me tell you something. I don't care how someone likes to see you dress. What does the Bible say? What does God say? First, let's run it by the man upstairs before you run it by some punk. Like, yeah, you can wear that. Mm, you nasty. You smell, you know? It's just, guys, you want to get God's opinion on it, and this is what his word says. Dress modestly. And all my women said, amen. And all my fellas said, amen. You guys are looking. Can I get an amen from all my fellas? Come on, somebody. Three, a godly woman must be able to, to be quiet. <laughs> Thank you, Ellie. He's my interpreter right here. It's like Egyptian hieroglyphics right here. Bequest. <laughs> A godly woman must be able to be quiet and submissive. He said that too quick. He said, be quiet. <laughs> oh, come on, somebody. He's married to Leilani, by the way. He's probably, he's probably in trouble right now. Be quiet. <laughs> like he's used to saying that. Okay, anyways. Too many women want to be loud and controlling. They think it shows that they are equal with the men. But it really shows that a woman does not respect God and the way he made her. When the Bible, the Bible says that, and you read it, and some people, some feminists, I don't, I don't agree with the scriptures. He said, be quiet and submissive. No, no. And, and, and I'm telling you, you're going to find people that, that disregard this part of the Bible and say, that's, he got that wrong. He wasn't hearing the Holy Spirit. But all my godly women said, amen. Because how many of you guys know that they didn't make a mistake writing the Bible? It was all God breathed and inspired by the Holy Spirit. So he got something right. And all my fellas said, Amen. Praise the Lord, because look, a godly woman must be able to be quiet and submissive. Now, I'm not telling, I'm not saying that when you find your wife or you find your, your girlfriend and doing it the right way, you're going to be like, be quiet, be quiet, submit, and it ain't going to work like that. Like you're, you're pulling her on a chain, like, come here, come here, like she has no opinion. That's not what it's talking about, okay? And this does not mean she cannot be a successful business person or a leader, but in marriage, okay, she must show that she can follow the lead of God and her husband. This is what it's talking about, marriage. Okay? Sometimes, you know, what a man needs is just that sense of, like, respect. And what a woman needs is that sense of comfort and security. Like, you know what? I'm going to take care of you. And when one's not bouncing the other, it's just going to be fighting. And, and a woman just sometimes needs to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to submit under the man. I'm going to submit and I'm going to respect God that he's placed him over this household. And so, ladies, get this inside your head. You don't want some guy that's going to be bossing you around and just, like, telling you what to do. I've seen 
relationships like that. In, in high school, like we're walking, you see like an argument. And over here, like the girl's walking away like she's about to say, and the guy comes over and grabs her arm. He's like, come here. It's like, no, stop. And they're fighting, just causing a scene. It's like, whoa, calm down. I said, and it's just like, and you just walk away because like someone's about to get hit because like her friends are coming and his friends are coming. It's just like, okay, I'm staying away from that. Okay? I'm, I'm telling you guys, you don't want that. And so many times, like next week, you'll see those same two that were arguing just with each other. And it seems like the whole, the whole you know, semester, the whole year, it was, it was just like that. I mean, why set yourself up to just be in fights all the time? Why set yourself up for failure? Okay? Let's keep on going. I know someone's getting it. Come on, somebody. Come on. Say the truth. Come on. Praise the Lord. Four, she must be willing to be a good mother. And First Timothy 2.15 says this, and I'll read it once more. But a woman will be saved through childbearing. There it is. If they continue in faith, love, and holiness with propriety. What that means is, is you know, women in your relationship and a family, you know, that's what God designed you to do. You never hear stories about men having babies. It ain't right. It, it is not right, okay? That does not happen. Okay, God made you a nature physically to be able to do that and produce, and that's how um, humankind keeps on going. If a woman is not ready to be a good mother, then she is not ready to be a good wife. And she needs to have time to grow into the woman God made her to be. I love that because need time to grow into the... Some of these ladies, ladies, you just need some time to grow into the woman that God has called you to be. You have no business being in relationships so that whatever that man imposed on you gets affected. And now how you view life, how you view your husband is what you'll see because of this one guy did to you. I mean, spend time with the Lord. Let him tell you how, how to behave. Let him <laughs> behave. Rather, how to, how to live. Amen? If you're not ready, don't rush it. Don't rush. What's in the rush is to be with somebody to hold hands. Is that it? Oh, that's my boyfriend. You can put it on Facebook status in a relationship. That's what everybody wants nowadays. And I see people messing around. It's just like, how? This person is like 12. How are they in a relationship? And it's just like, oh, I just wanted to play because I was playing around. And <laughs> And this is other people having a relationship married. Like, you're not even married. Like, you're married with your best friend. It makes sense. Like, just stop it already. You're confusing everybody, okay? Five, she must be a worshiper of God. The way she worships God will determine the type of leader she will be in the home and in the world. She must show that she loves God more than her husband and family and money. A godly woman is madly in love with Jesus madly in love with Jesus. I'm, I'm talking about it. Can can the woman just fall head over heels with God and be be satisfied? Many of the times, it's, it's they're not satisfied with the love of God, and so they'll turn to everything else. And I'll tell you what, I read the Bible, and, and I'll tell you, when, when people got with God, when they met Jesus, his love satisfied. Because you read the story about these people, they were falling to their knees crying. I mean, the disciples were trained. His love does something to you. How can we go and say, that's not enough, and go get, get satisfaction from somebody else? I'm saying, let your love tank be filled by the Lord. And yes, there's probably going to be someone that God has for you. But right now, if you're saying, God is not enough, I need something else, then something is wrong. Put the brakes on. Wait a minute. Hold up. Wait a minute. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Hold up. Wait a minute. Just, what's the rush? And for my fellas, hold up. Wait a minute. If you're saying that you need a girl so you can follow God or get closer to God, you're missing the point. That's just lust covered up with just a good looking, you know, oh, I just, I need someone. That, that, okay, you, you lust. And okay, well, what do you do behind closed doors? Uh-oh. We just keeping it real, guys. Holiness. Before you guys... Get into something where you mess it up, and it's just like you never planned it like that. If I can have Lelani come up to the keys, take some time. Everybody can just stand on up. Go ahead and stand on up. We're going to finish on this. Praise God. Guys, come back next week because we're talking about the intro, meeting that special somebody and how to approach it. Okay? And I hope this blessed your heart because it's the search because 
A lot of people are single in this place. And, and the purpose of this, I hope that when you're done with this, everybody's not going to be in relationship. <laughs> if that's the thing, that everybody's in relationship. It's like, either I just did a really good job or they just missed the point. You know, what's, what's going on, okay? But here's the thing. Take some time and think about it. The search. Everybody, the majority of people in this place are in the search. Or you're in a relationship right now and you're, and you're considering again, wait a minute. I don't have that right now. Or wait, the person I'm with is not like that. Or the, the person that I want to be with is not like that. Pause, pause, pause. Take some time and think. The purpose of the search, of explaining how to go about explaining what to do, is so that you can realize that holiness, holiness is the key, guys. further if, if we don't get this right now. Holiness and purity. And for some of you, you guys are in that place where it's just like, man, I'm serving God with just some things in my life where I keep on falling and it's just holiness. And I'm going to tell you what, you're not ready to be in a relationship if that's the case. I don't want to feel like I'm just telling you, bossing you around. But let me tell you what, speaking from experience, you don't want to go down that road. You don't, you don't, you don't. I'm telling you now, you don't want to go down that road. I wish I had somebody that come up to me and just hold me, Adam, stop, and shake me, slap me around. You don't want to go down that road. I'm telling you now, do it the right way. Take some time. Every head bowed and eyes closed in this place. If some way, somehow, holiness has become an issue with you. We talked about the search, what we want. God wants his people to be pure and holy. I'm not stopping you from getting in relationship, but I'm saying if you're going to do it, you have to be holy and pure before the Lord. And some of us are dealing with some of these things, secret sins, or just issues, or self-insecurity. God wants to make your mind whole. He wants to make your mind pure. Let me have my, my altar workers come on up. Let me have my leaders come on up. We want to pray for you in this place. Because I'm telling you what, these are men and women that have dedicated themselves to say, you know, we're going to start doing things right. And they're accountable. And you can trust when they pray for you, they're going to pour God's love and they're going to encourage you. And right now, you probably need someone to say, hey, can you pray for me? Because this is an area, holiness, purity is just an area that I just seem to just fall and fall. But you know what, I just, I have these things where I just feel like I, I need somebody in my life and I'm not satisfied with God. If that's you, if you're saying to yourself, I'm just not satisfied with the love of God and I feel like I need something else. Or if, if you're the person here that, that struggles with staying holy and pure before the Lord. I'm about to pray and dismiss you guys to come on up. And I want you guys to understand that you guys need to be real and transparent. You don't have to feel ashamed. I mean, we want to pray for you and encourage you to do it the right way. I mean, if God has your, your wife, your husband here to be, I mean, awesome. We want to pray and encourage you guys and, and to keep you guys accountable so you guys will just stay on the right path. So I'm going to pray right now, and I want you, if that's you, I want you to come up, find somebody here, and just go ahead and just say, hey, this is on my heart. What do you think? Or, hey, pray for me because this is me, this is me. Amen. So, Father God, Lord, I thank you for your word. And I thank you that you teach us how to live life, even dating, Father God. Something as, as some small like that, God, you want us to do it right. And Father, I speak to these young people, God, that they wouldn't be ashamed of the, of the past, of what they've done, God. But they say, hey, today I'm going to make this right. I'm going to take this opportunity and just come to God and say, God, I need you first. I want to fall crazy in love with you before I start pursuing something else. Or, God, make me holy. Make me pure. Come on, if that's you right now, I want you to come on up. Come on, people are coming right up. Come on up. Find someone here at this altar. Find someone here at this altar. Let's pray for you. Come on. Come on, guys. Come on up. Don't, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. I rebuke the devil right now in Jesus' name. Guys, you guys are being lied to, thinking that maybe it's going to be okay. Guys, come and get encouragement. Say, I want to do things the right way. Can you pray for my spouse? Can you pray that I do things the right way? Come on, we're just going to play this music right now.
going to leave this time for you guys to come up and just get prayer. We're not going to pray about anything else but just holiness, purity, just for God to keep you a holy mind, a pure mind. above prayer as if you're perfect. Come on, submit yourself. We talked about this. Not having pride and say, I can do it all by myself. Come on up. Come on. done if you just say you know what I'm not good you still want prayer come on up but if you've been praying for come up to these altars just worship God just come up to these altars come around right here start feeling the sides up to just worship the Lord and close come So we want to close with this song. Just start coming up. Leaders, just turn around. Get them from your seats. Just bring them up to the front. We just want to close in prayer and just sing this song. So come on up from your seats. Come on up. Come on up. We're just going to have a good time with the Lord and worship God. And what we talked about in the beginning, what we said about going after God, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. We can play the next song. We can play the next set, please. going to play this last song and you guys just pour out your heart to God because he's not done with you. If you guys are going after God, just go ahead and, and get there and do it. But we're just going to close in prayer. Everybody here at the front, I'm not going to tell you what to pray. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but just draw closer to God. If all you have to close your eyes so you can focus better, that's what we do. Close your eyes. 
And so we can focus better on what God is doing with the Holy Spirit Here in our heart. Pressing right now.
worship God, that your word becomes so alive. Father, in all that we do, Father, God, we don't close that up. Father, we open up the door. Father, so we can do it right. Father, I pray for every student in this place, Father, that the word that was spoken today, they'll hide deep in their heart, Father, God, and they'll strive day in and day out to be that godly woman, godly man that you've called them to be living in holiness and purity before you, Father, with integrity, Father. I pray, Father, that these young people will do it right. In Jesus' name I pray. Come on, and everybody said. Come on, praise God. If you guys are going to do it right, give God some praise. Come on.